and welcome to a new episode of Blood Orange. We are so pretentious. We are Caitlin and Christina. We've been friends for 20 years and I found the only bit of TV we agree on is Project Runway. So we're going to be watching and breaking down our favorite outfits and fashion catastrophes starting from the very beginning. We hope you'll join in and watch along with us. The second season is available on DVD or online and today we'll be talking about season two, episode five. Aloha Friday, Caitlin. Yes. Yeah, we normally record this to the one person who listens on like Sunday mornings. <laughs> Friday <laughs> night now, though. Yeah. And so the episode opens up with Chloe crying for Daniel Franco, which I thought that was sweet. Apparently she really liked him. Yeah. And then it goes straight into the runway. There was nothing other remarkable happening between that and the challenge. Um. Yeah, they they went right on to selecting models and it made me miss Morgan because I realized when they were dismissing this model that I don't know anything about her or if like (laughs) her personality at all. No, I I kind of miss the model thing. (laughs) I miss when the models were a little bit more involved. Yeah, Morgan's drama was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back Morgan. I want her on The Surreal Life because they're bringing The Surreal Life back. (laughs) Are they really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I can't remember who's going to be on it, but yeah, they announced it. I think it's on like Paramount Plus or something like that. Oh, well, I won't watch it. <laughs> I'm not buying another service. Um, okay, so the contestants will have to design a party dress for an up-and-coming socialite for a night out in the town. They have a budget of $150 and a two-day challenge. They have to wait for Tim Gunn to say who that. Did you guess who the socialite was? I said dog. (laughs) Who? Dog. A dog? Like a dog. Like during 2005, that's when like socialites all had dogs. Like that's true. I was thinking and I was like, I'd remember it if it was this. But I was like, how funny would it be if they're designing for Paris Hilton? Is literally what I was thinking. (laughs) I was like, I think I'd remember if Paris Hilton was on though. Um, so they go into the workroom. Tim does his famous gather round. He is going to reveal the rest of the challenge. And I said, why do I think this is about a dog? <laughs> I don't know why you thought it was about a dog. I really thought they were going to be designing tiny little dog outfits. That'd be cute. I wish they did that challenge. <laughs> At some point in the future, they do a children's clothing challenge. So they should do a dog clothing challenge. Yeah, I thought they were going to do something similar to the Barbie where they had to do a, a dog and socialite in the model probably probably not in the first like all in the same season as barbie though that's true i don't know it's just my first thought that he said but tim gunn well actually daniel reveals that it's nikki hilton (laughs) go figure (laughs) yeah they got some actual i wonder people like okay nikki hilton's famous but she's not paris famous i wonder what it's like to be the other hilton I think she chose not to go the same path her sister went. Yeah, that's that's true. The difference, though, is okay. Back, like, okay, fifteen years ago, Paris Hilton's life was probably hellacious. She probably got tortured daily, but now her name still means enough that she can still do a lot of work. And does Nikki Hilton do a lot? I mean, she's an heiress; she doesn't have to. No, I think she's just married, has children, and like that's the life she wants to live. Yeah, I guess I guess if you have that much money, you just 
Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> so contestants have three or 30 minutes to sketch the go and then go shopping. And I wrote, I, I hate a one-day challenge, but I guess it was both later that it was technically a two-day challenge. Yeah, I think they did. They, it was the evening the next day they, they showed. Yeah, it was a little weird because they had to go to a party at one point. So yeah, that was weird. Weird timeline. Um, my first thought on this challenge was Marla's in trouble. Yep, I wrote, Marla! Designing a party dress. Oh, Marla's in trouble. <laughs> And yeah, she mentions that she originally started sketching the dress for herself, what, like something she would wear. And I was like, they said a young socialite. She might have done better if she'd gone with the dress for herself, though. Yeah, she shot herself in the foot. All right. And then I went, I said, oh, I like Nick's sketch. And I also want to know what celebrity. He, oh, because he mentions that he worked with other celebrities in the past. He's like, oh, I've done this before. So I'm like, what celebrities has he worked for before? Santino said that too. Did he? Yeah, he said like, oh, this is like what I do. I can I can turn a $150 dress into a $150,000 dress. Oh yeah, I remember him saying, he's, I don't believe anything that man says anymore. Yeah. <sighs> He is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so like, now they're, I think sorry. okay. It's like not said until the very end, but he's still bitter about losing the Barbie challenge. Like he's <laughs> still upset about it. <laughs> I wrote Daniel's pattern is gross. It was like so 2005. How would you describe his pattern? I mean, it was, this was filmed in 2005. I know, but how would you describe it? It was like... It was like a, like a, I want to say chevron pattern, but it wasn't really a chevron pattern. It was like scales, maybe? Yeah. Like, scalloped? It was like scales. It was like a scale version in a brighter color of like that famous shining carpet pattern. Yeah, maybe something like that. I mean, I give him credit one for using a pattern when everyone else used solid colors. It stood out. And two, like at first he was just, we haven't gotten to it, but he accidentally bought the wrong color fabric. And he spends like the whole first day just hoping that someone will have scrap <laughs> black fabric. I know he's sitting there like this a lot. I'm like, seriously, a brown dress is better than not having a dress. Just, just make a brown dress. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, just make a brown dress. And then we get to the dress forms are missing. Exclamation point. Oh, the chaos. drama. That brought back that Zalima can't share. She doesn't, Zalima doesn't share. And she is so upset that her dress form is missing. She There's three. There's three dress forms missing. Was there three? I know that hers was missing. And then Marla's, I think, wanders off at some point. And she has to run around trying to find Yeah, her. and then I think it was Daniel said. Someone else was like, mine too. And then I wrote, where the hell is my chiffon? <laughs> <laughs> Screaming in the background <laughs> during the drama of the dress forms. It was just chaos. Like, it was literally everyone screaming in the workroom. Like, what's the, what's the big deal of someone taking your dress form? Aren't they all the same size? So I was thinking, like, it's your dress wasn't on it yet. Just go get mm -hmm. a different one. Yeah. And if you're that stuck to that one, then write your name on it. 
Yeah, put a pin with your name on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, three hours in, Tim Gunn is looking over the looks. Diana looks really interesting at this point because she had That's that. Really, her, her drawing is so nice. Yeah, her drawing was really cool, and she had that cool tapering. Yeah. Which reminds me, what does that fabric tape do on the dress form? Like, what is that? She used it to like mark off where it was gonna drape. I've never used it. I have a dress form, but it's a child size one right there. <laughs> and I literally have only used it so it's like up at my eye length when I've got to do something. I don't. I don't use it often. I should get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Tim Gum goes over to Marla, and holy moly, it looks exactly like the dress Nikki's already wearing in the profile that they offered them. Like exactly to a t the chloe dress yes like how does she do that how did well she says in her little diaries part as a designer i don't trust my own creative voice like that's a massive uh-oh she's in trouble yeah. <laughs> yeah i was just like oh my god how did no one stop her? Actually, it's competition. That's why. It's no one's job. I mean, Tim tried to stop her. He yeah. Did tell, he pointed it out repeatedly to her. This looks, look, let, let's open this book here. Look, you can see right here. It looks exactly like you can't make the same dress. Yeah, you know, and that. She, she just continued. She could have easily changed it because it said it was only three hours in. Yeah. Checked on them. She could have changed anything, all of it yeah and she chose not to she just kept going with it and just made it look more and more like the dress in the book yeah and then they pan over to daniel saying looking sad trying to find fabric because <laughs> <laughs> like christina said before he did not look at his fabric in the light and it was chocolate brown and not black I, a brown dress is better than no dress yeah just make the brown dress dude <laughs> and but apparently, was it Marla and Cara had the exact same fabric he needed? There were two people that did. And like mm -hmm. they gave him some bits, but neither of them had enough left over to give him enough for a whole dress. Yeah. That's your, that's your fault, bro. Take that extra step. <laughs> it's a make it work moment. And he spent the whole first day not making it work. <laughs> no, he did not. And you can tell Chloe wrote that she probably felt really old because she says to diana that looks like stevie nicks and she's like what is stevie nicks why did i miss that yeah <laughs> chloe's like that's very stevie nicks and diana what is stevie nicks and chloe just like shakes her head we would have been probably younger than diana at the time and we know who stevie nicks is so that doesn't necessarily be an, like an age thing <laughs> she probably thinks that though like oh I'm old. <laughs> we get over to Guadalupe's dress and it looks like absolute garbage. Lupe says it looked like crap. And Tim says, I'm not going to debate that. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he just leaves her. It looks like she found pieces of clothing on the ground and like sewed it together. <laughs> she just she puts lots of bits on there's lots of like just like i don't get the green, green i don't get the green 
thing around the like a fringe and it looks yeah. really heavy whatever fabric she used looks really thick and really heavy yeah it looks like an uncomfortable dress and then they go to a party oh i know i wrote oh poor diana she got the dreaded make it work tim gunn was not impressed oh he said that she didn't sew the dress very well yeah he said it looked bad i don't think it was the worst one it no. wasn't like not even the worst one that night no. but it it wasn't as good as her hopes had been yeah in my hopes because i thought that sketch looked cool yeah i was so jealous i was like her shading is so i'm i'm envious of her shading it looks so nice yes and then they go back to I'm pretty sure they go back to Marla and Emmett's trying to tell her not to to change the dress up. And I wrote, Emmett, mind your own damn business. Let her fail. <laughs> well, I, he had a good point, though. Why would anyone buy a dress they already own? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you know she likes it, but she's not going to buy another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they go to a party. They have an hour to get their models ready because they have to wear what they're what they have already had tim gunn also warns the designers to dress up for the party because they need to be like stand out and impressive themselves so santino puts on five inch heels Mm -hmm. and looms over everyone (laughs) because isn't he already like six something he's really tall he's a tall man watching him talk to nikki hilton it was like he could just squish her (laughs) grab her by her head much bigger than her you just like so when they walk in I thought for a second that Nick was wearing a mask I was like what is on his face because he was like in the background and then I found out later it was just like sunglasses that were like this effing big I swear to god his whole face that was the that was the (laughs) that was the year yeah I I love my big sunglasses I still have all mine speaking of that being the year though that was the year when everyone had the really, really, really tiny eyebrows. They were just like the one line drawing off. Luckily, I never did that. I never did that. I never did it either, but Nikki Hilton did it. Yeah. I looked her up. Her eyebrows don't look like that anymore. Yeah. She has real eyebrows now. So does Paris. She had like barely any of their eyebrows at one point and like super, super tanned. Um. All right. And I wrote Nikki Hilton looks really pretty other than her eyebrows. She looked really nice with her brown hair. Normally she has blonde hair. I thought she looked really pretty. And then I wrote that it was really awkward when Kara went up to Nikki and pointed out that Nikki has small boobs. That one, yeah, that probably wasn't the way to like bring her over on your side. <laughs> I made this dress because it'll accentuate what you don't have. <laughs> But Nikki liked it. She said that was one of her favorites she's seen so far. I think she was trying to be nice to all the designers, but it did kind of look like she was over it pretty quickly. She did not yeah. look like she was having fun meeting with all the designers. She only liked Santino, it seemed like. It seemed like. And she absolutely left before they did a walk the walk-off. Oh, yeah, she, she was, was not there. Yeah, she was no, not there. She they would have showed her. She was not impressed. She was like, okay, I did my part on this show. I'm going home. 
when she's talking to either Guadalupe or Marla, I wrote that Vicky makes her escape and she like goes to the bar and doesn't say anything about the dress because both of them are awful. But she tells Guadalupe, she's like, that dress looks exactly like something I already own. Yeah, that was or six months ago. Yeah, so I was like, ooh. It was that was awkward, yeah. Um oh I wrote that Daniel totally won the walk-off. Did you see him like a buttoning was a shirt? I did see that. They were saying that I think the everyone there they said that Santino and uh was it Nick were the ones that they thought were the best. Nick was the best walker, but I was most impressed with Daniel's performance. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them, was it Lupe that was doing the, uh, I don't know, caterpillar? Yeah, which is the worm. <laughs> Who called it a caterpillar? Is that what, that is what they called it, right? Yeah, they did. They called it a caterpillar. <laughs> and so they're done for the night and they go back to the workroom. Do you think any of them got drunk? They they talked about it. They talked about that Diana got drunk and started dancing. Oh, dirty, dirty Diana. Yeah. She said, like, oh, everyone thinks I'm such a nerd. But unless she's unless drunk. She, no, she looked very nice at that party. Yeah. All dressed up. That girl gets hit on more than she wants to admit. But she looked very pretty. Um, yeah, so they're back in the workroom. They have two hours left. And that includes getting the models ready. And then I wrote... Heidi's hair is very much in style right now. Huh? Her hair, because it was like waved like this, and like sort of that 70s look is sort of in right now. I don't know what's in right now. (laughs) That thing I wear is in right now. That is the farthest I know. So now it's runway. You do have any other notes before runway? No, I skipped all the second day. There was nothing interesting that happened. Daniel finally knuckled down and made a dress, even though he didn't have black fabric. Um, They went and did hair and makeup and yeah, I don't, there, nothing really exciting happened the second day. Except for, I will point out, Marla copies the dress and then she's in the, she's in the styling room and she goes, I like Diana's model's hair. Can you do something similar? Yeah. <laughs> she's copying left and right. Like, I, she's in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah. Here's the runway. It goes Santino. I wrote basic, but I liked it more when they showed it up close. I thought it was all right. And I said, I like the color, but then Santino says that the, it's blue. And it's definitely gray. Oh, I thought it was lilac. Oh, Santino says that he chose a blue because it was the same shade of blue as Nikki Holden's eyes. And I'm like, I, I was thinking I really like the color, but I thought it was a gray dress. I thought it was lilac. <laughs> that could have something to do with our computer monitors or Santino doesn't know his colors. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chloe's next. Said- Chloe's dress was blue. <laughs> yes, that one was blue. It was I said it was pretty. I could see Nikki wearing that, but it looks super similar to the dress that already won. Which one? Her dress that won. I don't remember it. <laughs> it's already been too like, long. Basically the same colors, blue and black. And... Oh, oh, that dress. Okay, yeah, I remember that one. Um, I mean, it was, it's, it was simple. It looked really early 2000s, like definitely yes. something that they would have worn. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the top looked kind of loose to me, but that was probably what they were going for. The yeah. halter top. But yeah, it was nice. I wrote Anru's next. I was like, I pretty, I really like the sparkle on the fabric. I think his was probably my favorite one. It was one of the simplest. And he had, he got fabric that like wouldn't wrinkle, which mm-hmm. I thought was like a clever to be like, I mean, this is one you can throw on the floor and then pick up and put it back on and it's fine. Yeah. Which is, she, like Nikki points out like, oh, that's a great idea because she travels a lot. Yeah. That's like basically her job is to travel and like be places. So I thought I, that was probably my favorite out of all of them. And it had like a really nice low cut back. Yeah, that was my second favorite. I'll get to my favorite when we get there. Um, Emmons was really simple, and I but I liked that it was that baby doll cut, and I liked the crisscross fabric he did. I wasn't wild about his. I thought it made the model look bigger than she is because I thought it made her look short. I yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it just shrunk her down, but it was like cut really or high. It was know. unremarkable, but it wasn't. It was ugly. absolutely unremarkable, but it wasn't ugly. Uh, Zulima, it's nice, but I really don't see Nikki Hilton wearing that. No, she did like it was like leather top and then like a flowy bottom. No, it was like a leather top and like a white bottom that was like cinched in the middle. It it did not look like her style. It didn't at all. It looked well made, but it didn't look like her style. Uh, Diana was not because it had so much potential, but it's lacking. At least the belt's cute. I said the same thing. I was like, her sketch had so much promise, but the dress didn't live up to it. Didn't look anything like the sketch. So disappointing. Uh, Nikki Hilton says something about it, though, that I thought was really funny because it's really out of date now. She said that she didn't like it because it would make a girl look like she has a big butt or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone wants big butts and in the two th- in the late 2000s it'd be a really popular dress now <laughs> mm-hmm. nick i wrote it's nice but i don't really like that high low thing but i like the sh- shoulder details he had like holes on the shoulder i liked the back of it yeah the back was cute i the just front was like me i don't huh? like the long i don't like the long like tail yeah <laughs> Guadalupe's next. <laughs> what did you think of it? I, mean, I kind of said it. It looks like a really heavy dress, and it's got like all these appliques that are just blah. And then the butt of it looks really bumpy. Yes, like a wrote, bunch of fabric gathered right over the butt. Mm-hmm. I wrote it's so ugly. What's with the one arm sleeve? Didn't she do that already? The one arm sleeve. I feel like I have notes on that. Complaining like why is she got a one arm? I don't remember. And it looks like she did the thrift store challenge from the first season badly that was a fun challenge it just it looks like so many different pieces from a different outfit that you sew together there's yeah. a concept to it yeah it, it, one of the judges mentioned that if she was in like if she got like a red carpet photo in that dress they would act like she'd be a worse dress for sure but yeah. they whatever comment like the commentary on it would be that it has like static cleaning and there's like socks stuck to it (laughs) yes yes i think it's michael kors that says it people would think there's just socks stuck to her (laughs) it does kind of look like that it does it totally does um cars next what did you think of that one 
Um, I feel like I've seen it a million times. I wrote, I love it, and I would wear that. That would be my favorite. <laughs> it's just like a black baby doll dress. Like, I feel like it's it been made of cute. It, had, like, it was cute, but it was like, it wasn't like new. <laughs> I liked it. I think she might have won if it was in a different color. Yeah, that's true. It was just, well, party dress. I guess black is the way to go. I think a lot of people went with black because one of the dresses that they had was black. Yeah. But it was my favorite. I thought it was adorable. I'd be inclined to go with like a bright color just because of the period of time and the reputation that the Hiltons had. Maybe not pink because that would be more Paris, but like I think I would have gone bright color in the same situation. I remember them wearing a lot of bright colors. But yeah, I would have done something too. I would have done like a blue. Or a- she did say that blue and black was her favorite color combination. And those were the two dresses that they did show. Like I think the other dress in the profile was a blue dress. Um, okay. Marla. Marla's next. Uh, poorly made. Looks like the dress of the profile. Heidi looks so confused. They showed <laughs> like I wrote the same thing. Heidi looks so confused. <laughs> I said the judges definitely recognize it, but I guess maybe they did. <clears throat> Heidi had no idea. Yeah, Heidi didn't know. But she does. Like, she is like, why is this dress going past me? What is this? I I feel like that face was originally for Guadalupe, I swear. Because <laughs> Marla's was bad, but it wasn't Guadalupe bad. They're both pretty bad but the look on Heidi's face is brilliant (laughs) and then for Daniel I said I'm not a fan of the fabric but I love the cut and it looks amazing on the model he kind of gets credit for like I think he gets credit for using a pattern like he used a bright pattern no one else did and then he's the only one that did like a form-fitting dress everyone else did really flowy dresses yeah it would have looked amazing on Nikki's but like but I hated the fabric but it was if it was a different fabric it would have been my favorite dress it looked amazing on the model it did look good on her was the way he styled her oh it was great okay the designers who were asked to step forward were Diana Chloe Nick Guadalupe Marla so you know they're the top and bottom (laughs) yeah Santino all the other designers were the highest all these designs are with the highest and lowest scores. As soon as I heard Guadalupe, I was like, oh, all those people are staying. <laughs> yeah. So the favorites were Santino, Chloe, and Nick, and the ones no one liked were Diana, Guadalupe, and Marla. Yeah, which is not surprising. I don't know that, well, I was trying to think. I don't know that Diana deserved to be a bottom so much as maybe no one else's was bad enough to be bottom like I don't think hers was as bad as either Marla's or Guadalupe's yeah I think it was just she was the third worst yeah like there she wasn't gonna go home but her score just made her third place I they even said like the top of the dress was cute but the bottom (laughs) made it look like she had a big butt (laughs) I wrote that Michael Kors kind of wild dress ridiculous was the highlight of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Yeah. So <clears throat> the bottom two. Oh wait, the winner. The winner. Of the course. I was surprised that was Santino. Yeah, I was surprised. I expected it to be Chloe. I thought Chloe was going to win. I thought Chloe or uh, Nick were going to win. Yeah. But uh, Heidi said she wouldn't have worn Santino's. She made a point to saying, "I wouldn't. I'd never wear that." Yeah. So I was I was surprised. And yeah, it looked like it would make her look short. I don't know. I wonder if she ever wore it. I never got it. I, I finished the episode like 20 minutes ago, so I never got a chance to look up. I meant to look and I did it. I totally forgot. Um maybe maybe we'll find it, but put it on Instagram. I haven't updated our Instagram in so <laughs> I mean, long. I haven't been on Instagram in like a month or something like that. I get on, but I mean, Paris Hilton wore a Santino Rice dress. That wasn't what I was looking up, but the Wover Report. That's kind of cool. Was it ugly? Um, well, there's no picture of it. It would help if they'd included a picture. She probably never wore it. It was just probably was her favorite out of the group that she might wear. Yeah, I don't see any pictures of her wearing. Oh my god, it scared me. Turned on. TikTok turned on. See, that is why I don't like TikTok because it always yells at me. <laughs> so we can't find the picture. Um, she probably never wore it. Uh, the bottom two are Marlon Guadalupe. I think both should have just gone home. Honestly, I'm inclined to think Marla should have because she literally copied a dress she already had. Like there was yeah, I no wrote, creativity there. I wrote Marla should have stayed, um, but I guess they kind of made a point because they, if you strictly compare the dresses together, Nikki would be on the worst dress list. The she, dress. She absolutely would have. It was terrible. And if she wore Marla's dress, she probably just wouldn't make the list at all. Not the Maybe best, like we've but... already seen you wearing this. Why would we take your picture again? Yeah. So Guadalupe goes home, and I tried to look her up, and she, all I could find was she now designs a lush feminine tribute, otherworldly collection called Playing Lucid, and I couldn't find anything about it online. Okay, so I looked into this too. I was while well, you were eating artichoke. <laughs> I was looking at. I was like frantically trying to find Lupe, and um, the her personal website and two business websites. Their domains have all expired, mm-hmm. and so I went looking on Wayback Machine to see what was on the websites before they expired. And all I could find is the last time they would been updated was in two thousand five, which is when she was talking about that plain lucid. I couldn't find any reference to it, like clo- actual being like being clothing that she'd actually ever designed. It was like she was planning to do something with it, and the website sat there until 2018 when it expired. And I can't find any evidence that she has existed since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> like she was paying the bill up until 2018 and then stopped, and the websites went away, and that's it. Yeah, I couldn't find her online. I couldn't find anything about her. Yeah, I tried um, Facebook. I tried Instagram. I couldn't find her anywhere. Guadalupe, where'd you go? Call her. I did find her on Spokio. 
and it like if I wanted to pay I could have gotten her phone number and called her <laughs> <But> like <laughs> we're doing a podcast and we just want to know I what you're just doing these days I would have been like is this Guadalupe for Project Runway uh-huh are you okay <laughs> <laughs> why haven't you updated the internet because we all really need to know when your clothing line's coming out <laughs> I've been waiting 16 years for this <laughs> I finally broke down and paid the five ninety nine to get your phone number. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so sorry, we don't know what Lupe is doing now. She's not. <laughs> yeah. This would seem like a short episode for us. That's because we didn't go on a single tangent. We tend to meander. We didn't meander. Yeah, it's not even six o'clock. What have you been up to, Caitlin? <laughs> nothing work's been stressful i won't put this out until after the weekend but you're going to san francisco this weekend right mm-hmm. excited yeah i'm excited but i i feel bad because jimmy's gonna have ever to himself because my mom has pink eye oh that sucks <laughs> <laughs> i told her to stop touching people's butts why is your mom touching people's butts? It's just a joke because you know pink eye you get from fecal model. Do you? Yeah, that's supposedly. I don't know. Octa. <laughs> I had pink eye. It was horrible. It sounds horrible. I had it in both my eyes. I was just like in so much pain. But yeah, and Jimmy got it too. Ever got it too? It's super contagious. That's why I was like, well then, yeah, then she can't babysit then. <laughs> Because we desperately were trying to find COVID tests. And I don't think they would make him take a COVID test, but I don't want to be home with him again, waiting for him to get better. He needs to go to school. <laughs> well, I mean, even like, even without, even if they didn't think it was COVID, they probably wouldn't let a kid with pink eye come to preschool because then every single kid in the preschool class would have pink eye. Yeah, no, you can't go to school if you have pink eye. Yeah. Um, so yeah I did not I don't want to deal with that because he was I had to deal with him being home early last week well how long are you going to be in San Francisco just a night well it's not too bad I'm sure it'll be fine yeah I know I just feel bad he's a lot <laughs> you're gonna he wakes have up to, early you're gonna have to take pictures and video I will I probably won't but I'll try <laughs> Yeah, I know you well enough to know you won't. <laughs> so, though, someone went well. In the 20 years we've known each other, I think you've maybe taken three pictures. <laughs> I'm a, I, no, I'm good at the first, not anymore, but before I used to be like on the first day vacation, I would take a ton of pictures. And after that, I would be like, oh, I just forgot. The only time you take pictures is when you set out, like, let's go out and take pictures and you do like model shoots. Yes. <laughs> but it would always be like, let's go out and take pictures. And you'd be like, okay, I'll pose, take my picture. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> taking pictures. Yeah. Like if I go to a concert, I'll take like a picture of like when the artist first comes on and then I'm like, don't. Do that's, I think that's the way to do concerts though. I don't want to live through a camera at a concert. Yeah. No, like when I was, I took a couple photos when I was in Fiji and Costa Rica, but it's all of like the first day. <laughs> so then after that, I lived in the moment, man. <laughs> I 
no one wants to see my stupid photos <laughs> well i would like them <laughs> online you know oh look what caitlin's doing like <laughs> i'll try if i get permission i will try to put it on instagram for my first picture on instagram in like three years yeah three years the last time i posted was halloween of herbie's halloween costume and it was when i was pregnant with everett <laughs> I don't think I, yeah it was it was like right when i found out i was pregnant yeah because i found out no i did not know yet because i found out on halloween day that was oh pregnant. that was a fun halloween yeah i couldn't drink <laughs> <laughs> like the first one in like 10 years i don't have a drink on halloween but yeah, yeah. what if it, sometime before I stopped doing Halloween parties? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, and fun fact, I was like two weeks pregnant when I was at Aftershock. <laughs> I know, it's, that's a mu- music festival, right? I've never gone. Yeah. There. Yeah. So he, his little, his little embryo got to see or got to listen to some cool bands. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's uh, a lot now. He remembers the the chaos. Probably. It like infused into his like DNA. Metal and beer. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I freaked out. I was like, doctor, I went to a concert and I got pretty messed up. And they're like, how, when was it? I was like, so-and-so. He's like, you're fine. Just don't drink that. I'm like, yeah, of course. They're like most women don't know they're pregnant until they're like six weeks anyway so like you're fine but yeah now he's three <laughs> he lived through it that's what matters he's three and he's insane see what you got to do is take him back to the concert now i have a feeling he's gonna love heavy metal music when he really, when he gets into music i think so i actually read somewhere that People who have, uh, when they're sensory seeking people, they tend to like really, really loud music and like fast music and like jumping up and down kind of music because they're seeking stuff and they're getting like a sensory input from it. Huh. So yeah, that's why I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, all those like crazy metal heads who are like obsessed with like skateboarding and like running into each other and like and doing weird pranks i'm like they're probably sensory seeking people (laughs) the jackass crew (laughs) oh there you go (laughs) maybe he will be next generation no (laughs) unless he made that much money yeah but i i read it did you ever watch viva la bam and see how he tortured his parents you don't want that (laughs) only he did that no. Well, the rest of them didn't have reality shows at home to show what they did to their parents. I know. I, but that's, I think, how he got famous because he did a video compilation of him torturing his poor dad. Probably. And like got hooked up with like somebody knew somebody knew somebody at Jackass and then they all became friends. He's like suing them now. Yeah he's so bad like when when steve-o says the only because because bam was saying they were had unrealistic 
like torturous um conditions for him to be in the movie yeah he had to abide by he had to pass a drug test yeah and and uh steve oak said the, literally the only thing that we required was you don't get loaded and you couldn't even fucking do that yeah i mean he can't get sober addiction's nasty so it's not something he can just be like i'm just gonna decide to be sober today and now it's over but like it's understandable that like he can't do that from one day to the next but don't sue them just because you can't do that and threaten someone's child i didn't even see that he went on a huge tangent like threatening the director who's done all their movies so they're like close friends and like was threatened his family and stuff like that so even that makes me sad because i always i mean okay he did absolutely torture his parents but i always enjoyed him (laughs) yeah it's really sad he can't get sober because he's a lot of people out there trying to help him yeah except for dr phil dr phil doesn't want to help anybody dr phil sucks yeah dr phil last i heard dr phil it turned out isn't even a doctor his doctor or his like his psychiatry license had expired and he hadn't yeah. renewed it didn't did that did he ever renew it like why are we still calling no. him dr phil he's no. mr phil <laughs> yeah no he it has i think i wrote read somewhere that um because he was he let it relapse when he was on the show and he just was so famous at that point he didn't see the need to do it yeah so he's mr phil now stop asking him for medical advice I want someone to call him Mr. Phil on camera. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see the whole clip, but Dr. Phil had this guy on. I just saw a clip of it one time. Invited this guy on um, because he was filming homeless people fight and putting it on on the internet and like making money off of it. And Dr. Phil was saying like how terrible he was, whatever. And they invited him on the show to talk to him. And he shows up. (laughs) like dr phil like he shaved the top of his head and he was saying to dr phil he was like i do the exact same thing you do you are exploiting people at the lowest moments of their life i'm i'm doing this that's how i make my money that's how you make your money it was really funny he's got a point it's exactly he's exploiting people at the lowest moment of their life yeah i never got I, i don't think i've ever watched an episode of dr phil I have it on in the background all the time. <laughs> he was on it. an episode of Frasier. And even when he comes on there, I'm like, ooh, Dr. Phil. I don't take him too literally, but I do I do like trash TV. Um, I miss Maury. <laughs> me too. But Maury just became nothing but um, Are You the Daddy? So got- yeah, there was a lot of those. I miss Jerry. I watched Jerry for a long time. Like it used to be on my, it used to be on when I was on my lunch break and I would watch it on my lunch every day. And then that's what I was originally going to do for my dirty 30 was go see Jerry Springer (laughs) on hiatus. I was like, I want to go to New York. And then, cause it's technically in Connecticut, but they, they have buses from, it's like, I guess it's like so close. (laughs) They have buses that will take you there. Yeah, see, in California, all the other states are very far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> East Coast, they're right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and then I also found out if you watch, if you go to a Dr. Phil taping, you have to go to like three. They like film three shows at once. 
So oh, is that what you were going to do for your 30th? I thought you were talking about going to see Jerry Springer. No, I just brought it up. I just brought up because I was thinking about Dr. Phil. Um, I think Jerry Springer does the same thing. I think all of those shows film three and like you're there all day. That's a long time. I think too that Jerry Springer had a, a had like a VIP where you get the front row seats. You get a guaranteed picture with Jerry. And I think they give you pizza. <laughs> Brittany and I went and saw Big Bang Theory on the last season before it ended. And um, we were there like half the day for one episode. And they did, I think they did pass out pizza pizza and like tiny bottles of water. <laughs> but How'd you um, do that? Huh? How'd you get to do that? Um, they There's a thing, Brittany did it. There's a, a website that you can request TV tickets. They're free. Uh huh. Um, and if you're very lucky, or if the show's not very popular, you can get the tickets. Um, she got one ticket, and then she had to log back in to get the other one, and it was already gone. So she ended up having to like frantically message them <laughs> and explain because like one of them she got a guaranteed, and one she got will call, where like if there oh. aren't that many people, and she had to like frantically email them and be like, "No, we're coming together," <laughs> and um they moved my name from will call to guaranteed and we got to do it i want to go to a taping it's all the way in la i know but that'd be kind of cool though i have to play a few times i've been there it sucks it was fun and you know what was also fun um the night before we went to universal walk and kelly clarkson was there oh i remember that I remember you telling me. I think I sent you a picture. Yeah, I love Kelly Clarkson. I would have yelled at her. Um, Oh, we got told off just for stopping and watching her. Like, you weren't allowed to stop and watch her perform. We had to walk past, and I tried to uh, record the audio. There was some country person that, like, my mom liked, and I attempted to get a recording of the audio to send to her, and I got yelled at. (laughs) It was for uh, New Year's, and they didn't want any spoilers of what was going to happen at New Year's. Uh, what? When did you go? When? How far advanced did they film it? Um, we went in December. It was in December. Oh, okay. So it wasn't no. crazy. In no, it wasn't. It wasn't like months in advance, but it was far enough in advance for them to be like, "No, you can't tell people who's performing." If I out in public, LA, I would probably go to like all the pilot seasons be like but if one got super super popular i could tell my kid like some like a show like friends if it's still popular 20 yeah. years later you would tell my kids i went to the type show <laughs> that's probably the way to do it because i know there's some when they first start that like they don't fill the audience and so people like especially if they live in la they can just go out there and get in line for whatever shows need audiences and get into them yeah, I was probably something I would do. Just be like, because it's free, right? Yeah, you said it's, it's free. Yeah, you just have to spend like the day there. Like we had to stand in line for like, even though we had tickets, we still had to stand in line for like a couple hours. Oh damn! Yeah. Uh, when I was in Anaheim at Disneyland, there was this guy like by himself on the line to um, Tower of Terror, but when it was still that, and I was like, "Hey, you by yourself?" And he was like. Yeah, I'm on my lunch break. <laughs> Disneyland? He's like, I do this all the time because he was a season ticket holder or annual ticket holder. And he's like, I do this all the time. 
I just come in, ride one ride and go back to work. He's like, That's oh. kind of fun. <laughs> he had a little backpack with him. And I'm like, he's in my picture. That's why I always, I always remember him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Why don't we live somewhere that's got fun stuff? <laughs> I know. I, I told Jimmy when we first started dating, when we first went to Disneyland, I was like, fuck it, let's quit our jobs and work at Disney. But then I heard working at Disney is a nightmare. Yeah, I've heard that too. <sighs> so. Remember we had that plan years ago that we were going to get jobs on cruise ships? yeah I regret not doing that we were going to just like okay what would be the easiest job to get I think we decided it would be like a fast food restaurant on a cruise ship it would probably suck no that would have been fun to do it for at least a year it still would have been like making McDonald's french fries just on a cruise ship you don't see anything but the inside of McDonald's I had an old coworker who became um a cruise ship worker and she did it for like a couple months and then COVID hit. Bummer. Bad timing to be on a cruise ship. Yeah. COVID makes me never want to take a cruise. Oh, no. It, like they, they got like stuck off coasts for like months and people on them were sick. And then, oh, no. Yeah. I found, because I, I always wanted to do the Alaskan cruise. But then I found out like um, with COVID happening, they're like, oh, this shit happens all the time. Just like with like. Uh, food bug or like stomach bugs and stuff like that they're like people get sick constantly on cruise ships I was like ew <laughs> I don't want to do that now yeah I've, yeah I've heard that that people like get food not maybe not necessarily food poisoning but uh it's like a Montezuma's like a, revenge what Montezuma's revenge oh god yeah it's some sort of like contagious like something that can easily pass to one person or the other that like gives you like intense diarrhea yeah and it's like at least a couple hundred people on every cruise ship gets it pass hard pass yeah I was like never mind I'll just go to an all-inclusive resort but well I can't say I've ever stayed at an all-inclusive resort oh it's the way to go man it's the way to go I will never I can't go back See, I think every time I've traveled, I've done like the either hotels or hostels. I've never been to a hostel. They're fun because you meet a lot of random people, but sometimes those people snore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. Um, hey, if it's like five, ten bucks a night, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do it. Um, yeah, I done an all-inclusive in Costa Rica for our honeymoon, and then we did one in Mexico. Fancy. And it was really nice when, uh, when we did it through, because we did it through Costco, both of them, and, uh, part of the Costco package came with an upgrade on the all-inclusive, so we were in, like, the, the, the players club or something like that, so, like, there was a restaurant only the all of the people with a special wristband could go to in like a special lounge same with Mexico there was like uh the Mexico the internet didn't work that well like the wi-fi but in the players club it had like all these computers that you could use like its own like restaurant and like it had places for you to rent like movies and stuff so it's it's worth it and it was so Sam, I get what you're saying but I'm also hearing that you never left the resort and saw Mexico. 
I didn't. I we did leave the resort in um, Costa Rica. I didn't really feel that comfortable leaving the resort in Mexico because I don't know the language and a lot of people didn't speak very good English around. Yeah, see, when I go places, I I'd rather be places. Otherwise, why not just stay home? Because it was meant to relax, <laughs> swim and eat food and drink and drink. Yeah, running. But no, in Costa Rica, we did um. We did an aerial bridge. But I mean, you went looking for sloths in Costa Rica, I remember. Yeah, I'm so disappointed to see a sloth. But yeah, we did an aerial bridge, with, like a sky bridge. That was really cool. So for the drive was like five hours and I thought I was going to die. But that one was cool. And then we did zip lining. And oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah, it was really, really fun. It was scary in, in a good way. My favorite excursion that we did was it was horseback riding. Well, first you went down this like really janky slide, like a water slide that would not be approved in America, but it was really fun. <laughs> that is, see, that's the fun part of traveling is when you go places where people aren't as so happy as Americans are, you get the yeah. real fun. So it went down this crazy slide and then we went horseback riding to a hot spring. And so that was really fun. And, uh, and it just was fun. That trip, that excursion was a lot of fun too because a lot of the people on the excursion were like our age. So we all kind of just like hung out because that one was all day too. And then I got to see an iguana steal someone's taco. <laughs> and one was like, ah! just steal taco over plate. And then we like, so at that, the Costa Rica resort, it was so big that they had um, drivers that would drive you all around. Just like that's all they did was drive, and you just jumped on it, jumped off. And part of our package is we had a chauffeur, so we had a guy that we could call and he'd come pick us up. And so we got kind of close to him because he was young too. He's like, "Hey, can I ask you something?" Yeah, yeah, of course. He's like, "Why do Americans get so excited about the monkeys? They're always like, bring me to the monkeys, bring me to the monkeys." Why are they so excited about that? I was like, because we don't have monkeys. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> I was like, no, we have to go to a zoo to see a monkey. Like, we don't, like, you have to go to an aquarium to get an iguana. He's like, oh. He's like, yeah, they're like squirrels to us. <laughs> he was dumped out. And he just like, yeah, they're always like, take me to the monkeys. I guess that would be weird if you were like a tour guide here and people were like show me where the squirrels hang out where yeah. are all the squirrels but uh yeah and then he was like never ever go underneath the howling monkeys he's like they will pee on you <laughs> and he's good said, to know he says if people are rude to him when they first get the resort he won't warn them <laughs> We gave him a big tip and they had this thing where um that you you give at the end of the day who's or at the end of your stay who your favorite employee was and we put him down. And they're like they get they get a bonus if you put them down. He sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like when he said the P thing, I was like, I would have I would have done the same thing. If people were rude to me, like, I'm not warning them about the monkeys. <laughs> I hope you get peed on. <laughs> But yeah, Costa Rica was my favorite place I've ever been. Fun. I've never been there. 
go. It's fun. I had an uncle that used to live there. I guess it's really cheap. I think that's why he lived there. Yeah. Um, and what I, what I also think it, it's kind of cool about the government is the government will give everyone a house if you're a Costa Rican citizen. Huh. You're entitled. It, it might not be the nicest house, but you're entitled to a home. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. My uncle died there, and I don't think they ever got to the bottom of how he died. So. Uh-oh. Was yeah. he murdered? <laughs> I don't, if he was, I don't think it was something that they were going to admit that an American citizen was murdered over there. So. Yeah, I could see that. He was found on the side of the road. Oh. Yeah. I also heard they were going to build a Disneyland there, but I never heard anything about it since. Because It would be a weird place to put a Disneyland. It would be. Although Euro Disney's in France, so that's kind of. Well, a guy, our tour guide who picked us up from the airport was like, oh, you see all that land? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Disney just bought it. And there was a rumor they're going to put a Disneyland there. And I'm like, maybe they used it for like film, like they use it for filming or something instead. Maybe. But I would die if they put a uh, Disneyland Costa Rica. I'd be like, my two favorite places. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you loved Disneyland that much. I do. I love, we used to go every year before Everett and then COVID. I would say, I think having a preschooler would be a reason to go to Disneyland. (laughs) Not a reason to stop. We're going to take him when he's five. Really? Yeah. I want him to go like when he's a little older. I saw an interview with, it was either um, Mila Kunis or Ashton Kutcher and they were talking about their kids and they said that they haven't taken him to Disneyland yet. And they said that like, it's not something they want yet. We're not just going to give it to him. Like it has, yeah. they have to be old enough to like want it and ask yeah. for it. <laughs> I want to take him when he's old, like he's a little older, but he's still young enough to like believe in the magic of it. Yeah. I think he's going to rap like uh, California Adventure a lot more because it's more Pixar themed and he loves Pixar movies. Huh. He 100% prefers Pixar. I think really the only Disney movie he likes a lot is Moana. The one he likes a lot? Yeah, it's Moana. That's a Disney movie. I'm that I haven't seen a Disney movie in a long time. <laughs> Straight out, like, I've never seen it. The new Pixar movie is really cute. I really enjoyed it. Luca. Never even heard of it. Oh, it just came out. It came out during COVID. I might have a ton of nieces. Don't watch TV with them. So I have no clue what kids are watching anymore. <laughs> Except that one of them watches a show on YouTube about shapes. All the characters are shapes. They're circles and squares. No, Everett watches this. Oh my God. He watches this really gross show called Larva. It's a South Korean show. And it's just bugs that like fart and stuff. And it's just like. I think you you mentioned this recently. And they made a movie out of one of they made a movie, a Netflix movie, where they're all stuck on an island with some dude. And I've only seen parts of it. I've never actually sat down to watch the whole thing, but I'm really curious to watch it because it sounds like the craziest movie ever. Every little clip I watch, I'm like, what is going on? This man's stuck on an island with these bugs and like they hate each other, but they're friends. And then they run into a primitive bug who like tries to murder them and then one bug's in love with her 
And at one point there's a hurricane and there's flying fishes everywhere. And this is what your kid's watching? Yeah, and then there's there's everywhere. And at one point he like dances with a fish. Um he then all of a sudden they get stuck in the ice age. And when they're in the ice age, they're like freezing to death, and there's only one match left. And then earlier in the in the show, in the movie, the bug ate some some blue mushrooms that like gave him really bad gas. So he like eats this mushroom again knowing it's gonna give him bad gas and then he farts into the flames and it's so powerful it it erupts an volcano (laughs) and then the the volcano's going they're like oh no because they were so close to getting getting the boat to get free and the human guy sacrifices like he grabs everyone and throws them to the boat because they're all stuck in lava and and he, he, they're on this pole, wooden pole. And then at one point he says, luckily for me, I took pole dancing in high school and starts pole dancing. <laughs> I was, that was when I was at the point. I'm like, I need to watch this fucking movie start to finish because this is crazy. But he ever doesn't like the parts where the humans talk because he's in a restaurant, like explaining his story. And uh, and then the the bugs are like oh and there's a seal named Carla, this little seal that acts like a dog, and they're all like crying and and then they throw coconuts at him and then he jumps on the coconuts and then I don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh surreal. <laughs> but I looked up reviews on it and parents reviews on the show and it's so funny people like it's all like one star they're like who does this I can't believe my kid was watching this show these are perverts like (laughs) I will never let my child watch a show ever again and there's like a random like five stars funny (laughs) I don't care it's just I watched Red and Stippy when I was a kid yeah I I, yeah I don't know that it's that big of a deal I like I with all my nieces whenever we'd watch something like that I'd be like it's a grown-up show or that's grown-up language you can use it when you're a grown-up or whatever like the tv show there's no speaking the, the only time I ever heard them talk the, the movie that they did but uh it's just fart jokes it's all it is it's just them farting and getting into mischief and farting <laughs> <laughs> it frankly sounds like your kind of comedy <laughs> it's just there's a beetle a dung beetle that rolls on poop and then there's a big beetle and there's just all all they do is look for food and fart and do stuff but he's hilarious yeah that's my life as a parent (laughs) but all right i need to start bath time that was a good we never ended this episode so i guess this whole conversation is gonna be it is it's recorded sorry (laughs) well I never did the conclusion so (laughs) I'm not cutting all that out so I'm sorry everyone just had to hear our entire conversation that's just the way (laughs) it is (laughs) um this has been another episode of blood orange we are so pretentious you can hear us on all podcast platforms you can find us on twitter instagram at blood orange wasp and I'll update those things if anyone actually starts following (laughs) us um we'll be back next week with season two episode six